I want to say thank you to all of my Patreon supporters who help support the channel. Also, I want to say thank you to my Twitch subscribers. Help the channel out by donating or go to Patreon.com. Thank you. So, over the weekend, I... Okay, Sunday. I had some fun on the internet. I released the response to... Um, oh, Reese Poo. And um, I woke up on Twitter and chose violence. <laughs> All right. So, serious note. One of the things that actually happened over the weekend was that we saw the release of what happened with the um, the execution in, in Memphis where five cops beat a man to death and it wasn't pretty and we have a lot of work to do in this society we just have a lot of work to do and one of those things is reform how we have peace officers now i am someone who believes that the current system of policing that we have in this country is fucked up and not only is it fucked up but we have to do a rewrite just of law enforcement and protecting people and the video in Memphis I want to be very very clear that is not the exception that is a rule that is a rule. And. I get why people are upset. Hello. My skin affliction. Allows me to understand. In a lot of detailed ways. Of why policing in America. Is so fucked up. But I also am somebody who is. A motherfucking leftist. And I know that the people that have leftist views, what, we may be 5, 10% of the population. And I mean, like, you know, addressing police brutality, addressing um, the economic system in a way that um, we... You know, the way that we offer prescriptions. Let's just check some studies. Um, number of people that identify as leftists so um what 
Let, let's see. Do we have... What's the number of people that identify as leftists? Um, let's see if we can actually find it in Gallup. As far as 2020 goes, um, just like leftists and Gallup didn't have it. But a lot of people are would want to call, consider themselves centrist. And when we have people who are quote-unquote leftists and they're cutting out a large portion of people all because of their pre-existing racist-ass beliefs, it makes us look fucking stupid. That leads me to a video with friend of the channel, our good friend, FD Signifier. Let's see what he talks about. Um, now, I want to say this. Do you know this motherfucker literally says on one of his streams that there are people who stream captures me and they record my videos when I do live streams? Motherfucker, if I'm that fucking rooted in your mind that you're mad because people record your motherfucking streams while you're doing live streams and say shit that's objectable, then I'm doing my motherfucking job. But let's go. Specifically, and I already seen seen it in the uh, in the chat. I want to I want to start kind of talking about the unfortunate what's the word I'm looking for reputation that you know Pan Africanism and Black nationalism has in the online left, partially because of the general absence of Black voices, partially because of how certain. No, there are Black voices. Don't get me wrong. There are a ton of different Black voices online. It's just that a lot of you fuckers seem to be part of that all oh, let's shit on white leftists even though we need them to do the movement. You dumb fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm giving away the game. I'm giving away the game, but let's go. Images of black political movements are more algorithmically viable and uh, I want to say celebrated uh, infamous I don't know what the word I want to use is, but you know what I'm talking about. Like there's certain images, certain figures, certain people that when it's time to talk about black political uh, identities and ideologies, certain figures want to promote Umar Johnson, Black Hammer, et cetera. These become the images of what black uh, radical politics have been on the left. Nobody says Umar is left. I I'm sorry. Oh, nobody says Umar is left. Only a motherfucker like yourself would feel like Umar is left. You know why? Because you're falling into the trap of thinking just because somebody is a person of color, just because somebody is not straight, then they automatically have to be on the left. That's not how this works. Your identity do, does not dictate your political ideology. Just because 
it's a woman talking about MRA shit doesn't mean that she's on man's side or she's on the left. Just because you, you ignorant motherfucker, sit back and say, oh, black politics and black politics, you are the same one that equated blackness to being poor. That sounds like a conservative talking point. Motherfucker. Oh, okay, let's go. Quaker Grits is $20 million a year off black folks. Quaker Grits? Can I have your grit money for one year? Give me your grit money for one year and I will build 10 schools across this country. Motherfucker, you get money? Wow. And this, this, this. Umar is a grifter. He's had a million dollars. Just a million dollars. And he's never been one to just be like, and we've watched Umar videos on this channel. He is not somebody who believes in leftism. He believes in cold, hard capitalism. He believes, and you notice he's not addressing that. FD is not addressing that. He's not addressing the the the, the stereotype. Uh, not stereotype, the, the, the archetype of just the patriarchy that Umar promotes. But let's continue. Fuck, let's continue. Give me your grits. Give me your Quaker grits. No more grits. Give me your grit money. Which has contributed to a lot of harm in a lot of different ways. And so uh, I know you're not like, so I want to, I don't want to put Drew on the spot. Drew is not like the king expert on everything, but I feel like his perspective is useful. So like, what is, what is your perception of that? And what has been your experience? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the main issue is that, well, it's, it's a lot of different things, right? Um, first and foremost, of course, the education system around the world, really. Ironically, this is the video that this is the actual one that I was watching and he said that bullshit. All right, let's go. Does not do a good job of teaching history you don't tend to get a good uh historical education until you reach like the upper echelons of of you know academia and whatnot right, you um, gotta get a and, master's degree yeah yeah um because history is not something that is neutral it's not something that's subjective right history uh is about interpretation of the sources it's about what you choose to focus on what you choose to highlight what you choose to see this is what i'm talking about and i i haven't watched andrewism or something of that nature but address the fucking point that you're trying to make sure that we talk about. Instead of saying that, oh, you don't know history, you need to get a master's degrees, which it's all type of, uh, if, if, again, if you want to address it in leftism, is all type of fucking classes. That's, that's literally just like, and where are, where is FD's videos of talking about these revolutionaries no he talks about theory 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 and some of the people that he promotes in the theory is not, are not people who says hey let's all work together to actually address particular things i've watched his back catalog and yes great it's some good videos in it but it's never in the sense of let's all work together to resolve it it's let me just take care of my one group which ironically sounds a lot like umar I, I don't get this shit. It's almost as if if you're if you're wearing your leftism as a fucking mark of pride. All right, take care, Joe. If you're wearing it as a sense of 
this is who I am as a leftist. Why are you only concerned about one identity? And that's the problem. This is why I say people like FD are fake leftists. They only use leftism as a, a as an aesthetic to what they want to really say. But let's go. Low light or techno, it, all that results in, and it's intentional, but it results in a population that is woefully misinformed about you know their history. And I'm speaking worldwide, and I'm speaking specific to the American context uh, because it happens everywhere. It happens slightly differently in different places, but the general trend is towards. Uh, sort of a veneration of, of great men and great figures, uh, uh, ignorance or denigration of the masses and their involvement, and a very specific Western-centric focus. And that leads into um, even progressive politics. I think it's almost like a cliche at this point with like, oh, well, everybody sort of brings up the Panthers, everybody brings up their breakfast programs and stuff. But I think it's a sort of a neutralization of, of their program and all the different things they did. You know, I have been aware of- So here, Oh my God. Oh my God. The fact is that you bring up the Black Panthers breakfast program in a derogatory light and say, well, yeah, they're just, they're just talking about this. Do you understand the greatness of what that program did? The fact that they took kids from all over the city of Chicago, the only prerequisite is that you were had you were a kid and was poor. It didn't matter if you were black, it didn't matter if you were white, it didn't matter if you were Hispanic. Only thing is you're a kid, you're hungry, and let's feed you. And that led to the national motherfucking free breakfast program for kids. And you belittle it in such a small way. Let's me know that it's not about results. It's not about helping the largest amount of people. It's about, well, they're just using it as a, as a signal to say that, oh, look, we're, we're doing something. That is one of the single greatest accomplishments that the Black Panthers have actually had and you minimize it. You minimize it to say like, oh yeah, they're just using that as a shield. Help millions of kids, not just in one city, but a program that is used to as a blueprint, as a spiritual, as a spiritual blueprint across the country to make sure children have food in their bodies to start a school day and you minimize it let's continue the black panthers my whole life but for most of my life i wasn't aware that the black panthers were socialists marxist leninists to be specific and even in Yeah, they can be wrong about something. <laughs> like, let's let's be honest. MLs aren't <laughs> MLs are not the best things in the world. And yeah, they they were socialists. They actually said, like, this is the this is the this is the stupidity that I'm talking about. This is the stupidity that I'm talking about. This shit right here. This shit right here. 
How do you not know that? But you missed the blackity black, black, black. Black culture this, black culture that. But you don't know that? Let's continue. The movie that came out just a year or two ago, it's very clear that there was a, a the wrong, whitewashing isn't the wrong word. What's the word I want to use? A, uh, a sanitation of that aspect of their story. The, and next thing you know, he's going to say he didn't know King was had socialist beliefs. I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. I just like, I, I, okay, yeah, sure. In that film, which is still very much a, a radical, you know, a film about a radical to an extent, but they didn't bring that to the forefront. They didn't bring to the forefront the political um, underpinnings of that movement. And that along with being a community uh, minded engagement organization, that also was highly on edu high on education. They were also dangerous uh, to the status quo. The Panth Why were they dangerous to the status quo? Why were they dangerous to the status quo? Uh, uh, I bet you you won't bring it up. But you can also say Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, whose birthday we just celebrated here in the States. Um, and then just worldwide, the stories that were not told at all. Uh, once on. they're told, they're sanitized through the filters of, you know, here's what parts of that story we want to... Why were they sanitized? What part of their stories were sanitized? Um, enter into the mainstream and here are the parts that we're going to leave out. And so I mentioned how there is multiple Black Panther movies, including the one just a couple of years ago, that really kind of subterfuge and leave out the aspect of socialism from who they were. Uh, the 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 Marxist Leninist uh, underpinnings to their movement, and the radical underpinnings to their movement, just kind of leaving the commodifiable fashion of radicalism, you know. Yeah. A and Othello says no Hollywood movie is ever going to tell the full story about us, which is which is very true. And you were kind of getting, I think, getting at the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, history is his story, uh, whose story or their story by nature of telling us. So, this is the shit that I'm talking about. So here, let's do this. Let's see if I have it. I know I did a video not too long ago, but This is what really, really fucking sucks about people that don't want to address anything. I, this is why I hate people like FD Signifier. And hate is a strong word, but I hate the messages they put out because they never address anything. They ironically... They ironically put out in their own way the same type of, well, the same type of message of limiting or whitewashing history that they accuse others of. Martin Luther King. He in itself was somebody who just 
one of the things that led to his um, untimely death was his speaking out against the Vietnam War. And I know that, like, oh, he he had a dream, and you know, it's it, it, the one quote that all conservatives use: "It's not about the color of somebody's skin, but the content of their character." No, King was a socialist. He believed in social justice. He believed in making sure that everyone had a right to livable wages, had a right to decent education for their kids, and somebody like. King, he was a, a a problem to the status quo. And hold on, let me see if I can actually find it. It's a long speech. Dear Dr. King. Um. God damn it! I wish I could. Find As you it. know, you are on many mailing lists. Ego. One moment. The house shouldn't cost much more than twenty thousand. They would have to make out with one car. Ego. You know, economists tell us that here. Your this is a recent, this, not is, this is a speech called Drum Major Instinct. And this is just some of the things that he spoke about. More than half of your annual income. So if you make an income of $5,000, your car shouldn't cost more than about 2500 That's just good economics. And if it's a family of two and both members of the family make $10,000, uh, they, they would have to make out with one car. Uh, that, that would be good economics, although it's uh, often inconvenient. But so often, haven't you seen people making $5,000 a year and driving a car that costs 6000 And they wonder why their ends never meet. That's a fact. Now, the economists also say that your house shouldn't cost, if you're buying a house, it shouldn't cost more than twice your income. That's based on the economy and how you would make ends meet. So uh, if you have an income of $5,000, it's kind of difficult in this society, but say it's a family with an income of $10,000, the house shouldn't cost much more than 20000 Now, the context of that was talking about how people have to spend sometimes more than what they make. Sometimes it's about pride. Sometimes it's about um, it's about just economic things. But King's message wasn't just, oh, we need racial justice and all we need is racial justice. King saw racial justice the same way he saw economic justice you know what he saw he just saw fucking justice that's what king was a rebel rouser for they mentioned malcolm x early in his life malcolm x was very much a separatist that's why him and king fell the fuck out but later towards the end of his life he realized Maybe this separative shit we don't have the numbers for. And I'm I'm just so surprised that um I I don't know, like you bring up the school lunch, the school the 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 breakfast program. I haven't heard 
either one of these guys bring up Fred Hampton and his goal with the Rainbow Push Society. Or the Rainbow Push Coalition. I'm sorry. But let's go. A story there can be things that you focus on things that you helped uh, which is why it's important to have a diversity of voices tonight diversity of stories from a diversity of perspectives because i think it's also when we do get our education on these subjects you know when we move past the miseducation we received um from states education uh, from public schools and whatnot we do our own exploration it's also easy to fall into other types of narratives about these groups i think it's also important to be able to engage with history uh, not in a sense of looking for people, figures, groups to venerate or to worship or to celebrate, but more so looking to see what we can learn, what we can gain from them, from their story, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And learning from those lessons, those historical lessons can help us be more successful in the future. But I wanted to digress too much into that aspect of things. I just wanted to also talk about the ways that other groups have been, you know, left out of the story, the ways that a lot of the forces at play in our history have been uh, painted over uh, or whitewashed. Like, oh my God, you had the perfect opportunity to say that, hey, we need to work together because it's more of them that want to stop us than our small group. All right, but white leftists have the problem. Uh, the figures have been whitewashed. The people behind the figures have been invisibilized, you know? Coming out of that conversation about the Black Panthers, I was making the point that I grew up relatively immersed in what many would call like hotel uh, pan-African spaces. Uh, what? I wouldn't have known. Um, in Chicago, uh, surrounded by some some legends, people that were engaged with legends, legends that I've learned some things about in the last year that I'm like, ooh, that, that makes me, <laughs> maybe <laughs> makes me understand why I didn't hear and learn some things. Yeah. In the absence of... Mind you, he's actually opened a minute before that he was um, associated with the Nation of Islam. You know, Farrakhan and all that other good bullshit. You know, Farrakhan, the anti-Semite. Uh, the anti the, so we, let's, let's talk like talking about Pan-Africanism. So I know Pan-Africanism isn't all, or at least all practitioners of Pan-Africanism um, historically haven't been explicitly socialists, but that seems like the, a clear underpinning of the thought in the movement that, that was and is Pan-Africanism. You know what? You know what? One of the biggest proponents of pet Africanism was. Hmm. Let's see. Weird. Weird. Marcus Garvey. I mean, like. If you want to actually address some things about people that pushes, you know, pan-Africanism. Let's, let's talk about Marcus Garvey. And, and, and some of the shit that he actually did once he got into power. Because it was, a, a, it was about an aesthetic to him that he used to become effectively a fascist. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's almost as if people who use a group as their aesthetic may have some alternative means behind them. I don't know, say like somebody that uses a term Marxist Leninist 
um, that may have ruled the Soviet Union and named Joseph, um, I forgot what Joseph's um, last name, kill him, um, murder him, Stalin, or, you know, Mao Zedong, you know, people that use leftism or quote-unquote leftism as a way of, I, I don't know, justify killing their political enemies. I, okay, yeah, let's let's go. Up until recently, at least in the States, where we have now these caricatures. I don't, I don't I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I try not to slander my some of my uncles. <laughs> <Too tough. laughs> you, and this is one, go again, I made a remark in a video about this motherfucker. He feels that you shouldn't criticize black people because they already get criticism. Never mind that he has no problem with criticizing, you know, people that are not black because they deserve it some kind of way. And this is the shit that I'm talking about. If you want to actually have your movie, by all means, call people out when they're wrong. But don't just reserve criticism because, well, you don't want them to make the movement look good, but criticize people that are part of your movement just because they're not part of your identity. That's stupid. That shows a bias. That plays into the right wing's framing of what people on the left do. They think that we're just as much hypocrites as they are. And I'm sorry. I'm not that type of hypocrite. But let's continue. Uh, but these caricatures that we often make fun of, we've made fun of historically in black spaces that have you know, kept the aesthetics and maybe like leaned into aesthetics, but left the politics of socialism and left this um, ideology out of. Sorry about that, guys. Let, let's let's go. Who, who uh, she made a, a a statement that you know the status quo or capitalism or you know whoever we want to point to as the the problem will never destroy part of a radical movement that they can make fun of, that they can make into like uh, a jester or an effigy of what that movement was supposed to be. So you have, you know. So, and I know, I know, I know, the easy dunk is talking with Sophie from Mars and with the whole, you know, him defeat, def, um, him defending DJ Mule and the circle that they run into, that's the easy layup. But um, don't be that caricature that, they can actually offer up. I get it. Like it, it, it sucks to be seen as somebody that's put forth as somebody who, who, who the right can make fun of and capitalists can make fun of. But when you actively say, like when you actively do shit, like defend somebody who defends abusive relationships you're literally being the character caricature. When you say, hey, we're not going to talk about the bad people or bad behavior on our side, except for the people that already look like the target of people that we're against, it just makes you look small, weak, and it looks as if you're playing this as a team sport. 
but let's continue. The Umar Johnsons and other, you know, kind of cartoonish figures of, of Pan-Africanism. You have the image of the hippies as like weed smoking, um, you know, culturally appropriating Native American uh, indigenous uh, images. And you don't like realize that the Pan, you know, uh, black, you know, radical movements and what would be called hippie movements were like robbing banks and, you know, like doing real stuff, like kind of scary stuff to the status quo in the 70s. Yeah. But that part of the story has been like pulled out of the scripts. The point I was going to make about. Um... So here's the thing. If you feel there's a lack of education of it, if you feel that it's not being heard or it's not being talked about, you have a channel with. 350,000 subscribers, you dumb fuck. But you're rather make videos talking about manosphere's ha ha ha, laughing, laughing, or you rather do talks about how white leftists are bad because reasons. Let's continue. Pan Africanism and really about how it's been sort of bastardized. I think it's important in, in approaching it that we understand its roots, you know, we understand like how it developed and that is that it developed out of a uh, diasporan experience and then later on a uh, um, continental experience uh, because of course that sort of transatlantic slave trade occurred prior to the you know, full colonization of Africa. Um, and you have figures like, like Marcus Garvey who ended up, you know, touring through Central America into Panama and visiting um, and looking at our shared experiences and drawing from that. Garvey has his you know issues and hiccups but that's where um see <sighs> this is what i'm talking about you venerize people like marcus garvey but you don't talk about people like that actually promote a coming together of people like they mentioned you know they they mentioned the black panthers but i haven't heard them mention fred hampton i heard them mention people that are still alive that's promoting a overall coming together of people to make situation better these motherfuckers will never mention Never mention Dr. Cornell West in a light where he's talking about, hey, let's all work together to make a better place. Because they're concerned with their blackness. They're black, blickly black, black, black. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to I wanna actually say that I, I, I'm black. But the fact is, if you want to keep this as an insular thing of, well, I have my community over here. I have my community over there. And um, yeah, we're, we're, it's it's like a discussion that I was having with Rico Rents. A lot of these motherfuckers just want to be right. They don't want to win. They just want to be right. They want to sit back and say, I'm right. And ooh, look at all the theory that I have. But let's continue. That sort of Pan-African knowledge and that sort of Pan-African identity developed, developed out of the shared experience of slavery and colonialism. Um, and the directions that that project has gone in um, may be flawed um i would particularly criticize the efforts to sort of create like a unified united states of africa for example um but the the root of it the core of it is about um solidarity through that shared experience and i don't think that should be lost yeah yeah and, that's and i think it, i think it has been lost by by um by certain elements um bots or otherwise on the internet 
which you you already know how I feel about that particular <laughs> group. Yes, 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 yes. These Pan-African aesthetics have been attached to anti-African <laughs> movements, which is like anti-African uh, sensibilities on so many. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't understand that, no, it's not a pan-African movement. It's just nationalism and tribalism that a lot of this stems from. They don't get it. They don't fucking get it. Anytime you say that our group, we need to build up our group in order to take on the other group, that's fucking tribalism. Idiots like... Goddamn FD. Don't see that. But you know, it's it's it when it's us that decides it. When it's us that it's our group, no, our group is right. But every other group is, is wrong. You know what? I'm I'm done with this. It's this is sickening because he can't see it. And this is what I'm talking about. You want to actually sit back and promote that, oh, we, we need to move to this particular type of system. We need to get rid of these injustices. But you don't want to include other people that's going to actually help make sure that those injustices go away. Not just for the, the reason of saying that you're right, because it helps everybody. And even if you want to have a selfish reasons, I want... More people on my side because I want to win. I don't just want to say, oh, I have my principles and hmm, hmm. Let me rest here right on this thing called laurels. It doesn't work that way. And you want to be very fucking honest and, and like, I'm going to tell you guys this. I know to all my socialist LARPers out there, um, there's not going to be a revolution anytime soon. I know, I know. It's like we live in a country where um, we have this thing called the U.S. military. You know, the, the thing you fucking hate, the thing that always does bad across the world, no matter what they do, they breathe, you know, the thing that you call the U.S. military or walking demons. They have these things called, I don't know, um, big, bulky and shit. They have things called tanks. We are not living in the 19th century where the peasants can cause a resolution, revolution. They have tanks. And you know what? If they don't feel like sending tanks in, they have fucking drones. You fucking leftist LARPers who think oh, I'm going to take over the I'm going we're going to start a revolution. The material conditions I know you've heard that word in Marx have changed. I, I'm going to put it plainly. You know how you had see those right wing militias that say they're going to take over the government and you laugh at them because you know they're stupid rednecks and um they they drink beer in a in a in a forest and they think they're hunting pigs or are are, are 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 the same thing as hunting people from the government like literally hunting pigs. Um you know how you laugh at them? You're not doing any better being a keyboard fucking warrior. 
it takes more than just a handful of people to take over and change a system. See January 6th. This is my plea to everybody who wants to itemize the left. If you think that there are certain groups of people that aren't helpful, say, I like your opinion. Yes, and let's do this part of how far you want to go and work on my part. But stop with this bullshit of, oh, white leftists are only obsessed with hoteps. When you clearly said that you were around hoteps when you were younger. I don't know what else to say other than like the video, subscribe. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, thank you for watching this clip and we're going to just cut it here. If I gave myself a power